Hello and welcome to the 361 Podcast, Season 8, Episode 9. My name is Ben Smith from Wireless Worker. I'm Rafe Lambert from the All About Sites. And I'm Ewan from Mobile Industry Review. This week we're talking about Google's update to Android, Android L or Lollipop. And we'll be talking what's in it, when you can get it and how it works. We'll be sharing some of our first thoughts as well as the reaction of the wider industry and the impact we expect it to have. Welcome back, gents. Hello. Hello. Low energy this week. No, come on, come on. Nine o'clock. Wait a minute. People listen to this in bed. Well, yeah, but you said that on a previous episode, and then I had one actually, Andy Andy Hagen uh, from New York, listen, right. uh, who, who emailed me just to let me, just to let us know. I don't know if he wanted this broadcast that he he managed to stay awake during the whole uh, that, that particular episode. So thanks for sticking with us, Andy. It's, uh, it's appreciated. Right, but um, what about the uh, the etymologist or the entomologist? Or... Ah, now we come to Rafe Blanford's shame. Now, I mean, oh, I'm sorry. Rarely, rarely, I just hang my head in shame. What's, what's this? Really, really does really does Rafe Blanford make a mistake? As we know, he is infallible, and you know, right. actually, actually, really, does he make a mistake that Ben and Ewan notice? Well, exactly. <laughs> Well, I didn't the, what, what mistake is this? However, the listeners, well, uh, listener, listener Rob V, now this was a good few weeks ago actually, but listener Rob V got in touch to point out, well, come on, Rafe, explain it. He, he, this was in reference to defining a word which I'd obviously chucked out without much thought and talked about the... <laughs> much, like, much like how we prepare the podcast. Exactly, and talked about the entomology of the word and he quite correctly pointed out that that's actually not the right phrase I actually meant, ent- etymology. Yeah, so, right, so which he, I, I've managed to mispronounce and, again. And what is it he does? Uh, entomology is about with insects and stuff. Yeah. And etymology is about words and stuff. So, but, yeah, but what does he, does he pull from? wings well, off little and, insects? Well, I, I think we'll just say that he's an entomologist and therefore I'd rather upset him by sort of <laughs> miscasting the word and his profession. That's, that's really cool. So, and it's fan, fantastic news to know that we're breaking into that tough crossover audience of insect study and, <laughs> and mobile, mobile technology. But he's thanks obviously your... using the macro mode on his camera. Exactly. So. Thanks for your note, Rob. Yeah, well, look, thanks, Rob, and thanks for listening. And uh, also, if any of you spot anything that Rafe Bamford said in any of the previous seasons, yes. please don't hesitate to write in, especially email addresses, rafeiswrong at 361podcast.com. <laughs> and Ben and Ewan will really enjoy publishing those. Well, and uh, can, can I also me. say, by the way, uh, hello to the global head of anti-money laundering for an international bank. Uh, who I met in the pub last night. He said, oh, yes. And he really enjoyed the episode where uh, you guys were wrong, which is actually there's at least one of the two of those per series. Doesn't actually narrow it down that much, does it really? <laughs> $100 phone challenge bit ah, yeah, I where see. I brought out the phone. Another Come impo- on. Another important crossover. I think that was, that was a seminal moment in podcasting history. Exactly. Another, another key demographic we've been targeting for years. Um, yes, the AML you know, exactly. sanction busting guys. Absolutely. I'm really looking forward to unveiling my spreadsheet from that hundred dollar phone challenge. But you have a couple more episodes to wait for before you can actually we, we, we see have and got, hear all about that. We have got quite a lot of people asking, saying, "Is this a Top Gear challenge thing?" I, I need to be clear, it's not. Not a Top Gear challenge, right? No, it's a hundred dollar phone challenge. Hundred dollar phone challenge, completely right. different. Any any. And any any similarity is purely superficial and, and coincidental. Coincidental Absolutely. and merely exactly. confuses the confuses the uh, brief brief examination. I am not Jeremy Clarkson. Exactly. No, you're not. <laughs> I, definitely not. Not in that jumper. Right. Uh, so, Riff Blanford, what are we talking about this week? This week we're talking about Android L, which is of course the big new release of the biggest smartphone platform on the planet. Lollipop. Absolutely. We did iOS eight earlier in the season, so we thought it was only right to come round to uh, the Google platform. And I mean, do we 
Do we absolutely have to talk about Android? I mean, is come it on, really? Come on, it's a is massive it really part necessary? of the market. Yeah, I mean, Ewan is a newly converted Android I fanboy, am, as we I know. Am. You're you're still on iOS, and I like to go for the minority platform of Windows Phone. <laughs> but yeah, we really do need to talk about it because it's now got to the point where it's eighty percent of all smartphones mm. are running uh, Android, and actually now sixty percent of tablets are also running. Um, Android. So the majority of the two big category of mobile devices, they're also leading in the watches, at least for the time being. And, you know, well, we're going to see it I, on I, TVs and cars. I, I, I have to call you on the watches thing. I mean, it's the smart watches. They're the, only, they're, the only, they're the only platform that's launched. Well, that's what about Pebble? Pebble? Yeah, Pebble. Pebble's very and big. And there's a lot of proprietary ones as well. But uh, I think Canalyst talked about, about 50 million bands. Um, that's actually smart and basic bands. So that includes all the Fitbits and the exercise yeah. trackers. But uh, Samsung is thought to have sold several million of their Gear S-style smartwatches. And wow. obviously Moto360 has been doing quite well as well. Yeah, and yeah. LG have had a couple out. And so look, just because I know I know you'll know, because you've got Roland Researchers bit of paper in front of you, um, <laughs> why why do we need to talk about Android as, as dominating the market? I mean, what, uh, what come kind on, of hold market on a share bit. do they have? Hang on a second. I don't care is just dripping off your voice at <laughs> the minute. <laughs> there's there's a reason for that, and I think the I think the honesty of the podcast is one of the, one of the things that people people tune in for. But right, we'll, we'll come we'll come back to the, the the other bit in a minute. But come on, Rafe, give well, us the well, numbers. I, uh, I know you always pay attention to what I say, but I did actually say it was eighty percent globally just a few minutes ago. In some of the other markets, like in the states, it's sort of fifty fifty. In the UK here, it's about sixty percent. Mm. Uh, go out to somewhere like Korea, home of Samsung, and not surprisingly, it's about ninety eight percent. There we go. I was in, not in any way reading the briefing notes whilst Rafe was talking. So uh, def- that definitely wasn't a thing that didn't just happen there. Yeah. So, Ewan, um, <laughs> I think te- yeah. Android, Android, Android for, for technology's sake is neither a good thing or a bad thing. It's just a platform. And I don't have a strong feeling about it, you know, sort of in the way that some people have a, an affinity with a brand or something. But the reason, that, the reason that I get more excited about iOS is it just seems to make more of an impact to me uh, in terms of using it well in in every respect you know the the uh for me so much more of the innovation happens on that platform uh you know the innovation i I mean because people get really annoyed when you say that because that's not not accurate at all is it well i think it is it is apple is a fast follower typically speaking well, actually, I'm, I'm thinking both not just the innovation that Apple does, but also yeah. the innovation that its developers and, and, and the ecosystem that goes around it. Well, okay, it's dangerous to say Apple's a fast follower because there are some things that, you know, that are completely new. But typically speaking, you know, the, the, the experimentation is happening on the Android Android platforms, and that's where you see a lot happening with Samsung. I I like how Apple um, product productizes these features and services. I, I, I do like the seamless nature of it. How with Android... Um, I, I like the choice. You know what? I've been really annoyed by Android for quite some time, but I, I think now, and particularly with L um, arriving, we're getting to the point whereby I am comfortable to say it's production ready. It is ready for the consumer because uh, previously I, yeah, and this is all anecdotal. You know, I, I'll meet people and they'll show me their their Samsung and their HTC, and they'll say, "Yeah, I, I quite like it. It's got a lovely camera and the screen's lovely, but I don't know what to do with anything, and I really don't know how to work it." Um, but in recent versions of Android, the most recent version, um, uh, the L, is looking particularly smart. And I think it's right that we do actually dedicate some time to talk about the features and the, the benefits of, of Android L. But I think Ben's got an important point here in so terms of, it, it, you know, you, you can't question that Android's got the volume now. Right. I, I think that's, that's gone. But you're still seeing this debate around 
uh, iOS first or Android first in terms of development, and still most of the kind of startups are doing iOS apps first, then if you look sort of more more generally, if you just look at usage, uh, people spend more money on iOS. Now, partly this is about where the respective um, platforms are. You know, Android mm-hmm. covers both low and high end. And if you look at high end Android, it's probably fair to say it's not as healthy as iOS. Android's strength really is in its depth. Yes, And I do wonder whether it's a bit like the Symbian platform was people are buying it because it's a phone, not because it's an Android smartphone. And you see the same thing in tablets, you know, despite the fact you, you've now got to the point where the install base is maybe 50-50, depending on what stats you look at, iOS, iPad still dominates tablet web traffic. It's something like 80-20%. Right. And, and you know, that's, a, that's suggesting people are using their iPads probably three or four times more than their Android devices. And I don't think it's quite that level on smartphones, but certainly there is a, a distinction between the usage patterns on the two platforms. Right, and every almost every stat that I see in, in, in terms of e-commerce is very, very much focused around the fact that it's the iOS, you know, the iPhone, the iPad customers that buy, right? They're the ones that are buying, the, 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 the shopping basket sizes are higher, the transaction volumes are higher, with iOS devices than than Android. Now, I, I think that's going to remain like that for I don't know, a year or two, but then I think we'll see a change. Well, you're also talking about where we live, aren't you? You know, the, the, there are, pla- there are places... inherently Western-focused and, you know, yeah. And, and just because they're the more expensive devices, yeah. they are more likely to be people yeah. with, you know, spare money to spend on things. Um, so I, I don't think you can ignore it altogether. But that so Android is something we should be talking about, and actually, yeah. but it comes under a different set of criteria to iOS because of that fact it's reaching across a broader part of the market. So it shouldn't be judged in direct comparison to iOS, but on its own merits. Right. The Rafe, the voice of reason, has moved us on then because. I suppose if we're going to have to do an Android episode, then we really ought to talk about well, what actually has happened in in Android L. Because all right, I mean, for all my for all my pretend, did you did were you fooled? For all my pretend cynicism, um, <laughs> right, I just say that because I just don't want like emails. Just don't, if, if I have upset you by having an opinion you don't agree with, just just tell a friend, seek help. Just just on this occasion, email me next episode. Um, let's just let's just talk through Android L because actually, you know. It, there's some pretty exciting it's looking stuff. Good. I'm really pleased with it. Yeah, and yeah. more importantly, it's such a big collection of differences. You know, normally, uh, normally when you do an up, normally when you do a, a, an iOS update, there's one big kind of flagship feature you point to, and you can focus on that as the big improvement. But Android L, well, it's pretty pretty broad across the piece, isn't it? It, it is. I mean, you can talk about the sort of front end, the look and feel. You can talk about things in the back end and performance. I think the one thing we should actually really emphasizes if there is one big thing out of lollipop it's material design and this is a big look to the change and feel of android as i think ios 6 to 7 was and it's not just about smartphones or tablets this is a material design kind of a common design language that android is running right across its properties you know starting on on google wear or android wear Mm. going through you know smartphones and tablets into their web properties and actually that's where it started and to be fair, it's not just an Android 5 thing. They've actually been updating their application, so you will get Android 4.4 devices running material design apps and, mm-hmm. and other ones as well. But it's it kind of speaks to that cross-device experience and that cross-device commonality of experiences, which is something we've talked about a bit about with yeah. iOS and Windows, yeah. but Google hasn't quite nailed before, and now it feels like it's moving much more strongly in that direction. Well, look, can we... Can we uh, look at the features? Okay, now I don't think we should list all of them, but can we give one feature of material design? 
Well, no. Uh, no, off, off, the, off the, the, new, the new Android L. Well, the, okay, just before we do that, uh, we will. Let's let's do um, I don't know. Let's do one. Let's do one each. All right. Okay, uh, right. In terms of our favourites, but just I was just thinking about what something Rafe was saying in terms of whether actually uh, Google was setting us a, a clear design decision di- uh, direction now with with the material design and and we've got we've got the uh, the Google design principles sort of document in front of us. And again, thank you, Roland Researcher, for digging this out. And I mean, there's some, there's some stuff like you know they like me in surprising ways, and if it looks the same, it should act the same. And I think okay, well, those are kind of good design principles that you might expect to see anywhere. But in the other ones, I'm sort of seeing a bit of a theme of simplicity and a real focus on you know kind of. Um, Helping you understand the interface more quickly, uh, things you know, things like using object using objects instead of menus, you know, brevity in the descriptions, and using iconography and pictures and those kinds of things. And it it, it almost seems to me to to nod towards where Android was getting a bit out of, out of control. And you're absolutely right. I mean, it moves it closer to the iOS and Windows phone way of thinking where simplicity is best. I think the problem is with those guidelines is they're not always consistently implemented in what I've seen so far. It is quite and hard to take original principles, isn't it? it? It is. And it's actually a problem that Android has always had. It's why it yeah. has this reputation for being difficult to use. And much of the kind of the UI controls are the same. They've just been reskinned, and that's actually, that, that's a bit unfair on material design. And I'm being probably more critical than it deserves because it is a big improvement. But at the same time, Android isn't going to lose that reputation of being a bit tricky to use, that learning curve that does tend to put people off. And what you were talking about, Ewan, people not really knowing how to use their Android mm. device to its full capabilities. Yeah. Well, it, it, I, just yesterday, I was with a, a whole lot of people who just got a whole lot of new smartphones. Um, and this chap said to me, I, I've, I've migrated from my, my iPhone, an iPhone for the last five, six years or whatever, um, and I've just got this new Samsung. Not new Android, because you and I, we, we'd all think, oh, Android. He, he's got a new Samsung. Goes, oh, how, how are you finding it? You're enjoying it. He goes, yeah, yeah. And then what he means was, well, kind of, but it's really difficult to use. Um, I, I like that you can configure all these different options. Um, it's got a lovely screen. Uh, quite like the battery. And then he, the guy just stopped, because that, that was it, and it's just quite nice, and it's got some apps and so it's that just a nice Samsung. response. Yes. Uh, I, I said, are you unhappy with it? Oh, no, 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 lovely. I'm delighted. I said, would you go back to iOS? No, 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 quite, quite keen. So I, I wonder if, if we're seeing that across the marketplace. Mm. All right. I promised you one feature. Right, go on. Then. Okay. So, uh, well, we'll let you go first. Okay. Go All right. My, my favorite one is actually the feature is already implemented on the G3, the LG G3. And Wait, which were you, were you a fan or I don't remember. I don't know. I just, <laughs> I just think that. You didn't make your views clear enough, and that definitely right, okay. you didn't get an audience uh, reaction. So, listener, this is um, Ben is referring to the post that I wrote saying the LG G3 is just appalling, um, and uh, I think I'm right. I am right. Um, if you bought the the generic LG3 from LG directly, I'm sure you'll be all right. But mine had all sorts of nonsense on it that was uh, taking out the battery, so it's a really bad experience. However, I did like the double tap feature. Double tap. Yeah, double tap to activate the screen. Um, really, really useful. So that's that's new into Android L generally. So you just double tap and wake, wake the screen up. Didn't it's, didn't Nokia have that on Windows Phone uh, for ages, right? Uh, they also had it on the N9. The kind Bingo, of the, he's he bit the, the Mego device. But yes, they've had it on on Simeon and quite a few other devices. So it's not quite as new as people would sometimes have you believe. And 
uh, Google but, themselves have it, had it on the Moto X. But it's a good idea. Oh, it's fantastic. It's really, really smart, especially when your phone is on your desk um, and you just want to just tap, tap, and then you know, that, that brings the screen on. It's really, really useful. Okay. Yeah, it does require hardware support, so it's not like every Android device is going to get it, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I really like, and I, th- I think... I think this this is one where I was I was dubious until I went back into the office this week. I'm starting to see people wearing Android smartwatches in work. Now, mm. in work is I'm working with developers and techies, so that's not the real world. But nevertheless, I'm seeing people wear Android smartwatches. So yes. I really like that um, security person unlocking feature. And that's that's this whole idea that you associate the, the device with your smartwatch and when mm. you're when the two are close together it unlocks the device and so on and so forth. Yes. Um, and you can also uh Rafe, I think if I'm right if I'm understanding you can actually sort of set home zones and things based on Wi Fi networks so that it's unlocked more uh you know when when you're in places where you don't need it locked for convenience. That's, that's, yeah, that's smart right. thinking. Well, yeah, yeah. And and we've said time and time again that the whole benefit of having a mobile a smart device is that it's full of sensors that know stuff about your context and yet we're taking this long to reuse them in a meaningful way really so that's that's great and linking these linking these devices is fantastic yeah i i actually want to pick out one that's diving much lower into the software stack and it's really about the performance right there's a couple of things to mention here it supports 64-bit processors we've actually seen some 64-bit processor android devices from htc a couple of other companies do we do we do Do we need to care about this though I think you do when Android has a reputation for poor performance on the lower-end devices. I don't okay. think it matters okay. on the high-end devices. I think it's interesting on devices like the HTC 600 series where they have been implementing mm. the 64-bit process, and it has a potential to solve some of the performance problems. For the same reason, I think the switch over to the ART runtime from Dovelet is also interesting because it kind of gives you a free performance boost. And Google talk about it being twice as fast. Right. And as I said, I don't really care about it on the high-end devices because I think they're probably good enough. But on the mid-tier devices, which typically slow down after you've had content on them for a while, and particularly the low-end devices, where the vast majority of the Android device mm. volume is, that will make a difference. And I think tied into that is the kind of the Android One product that uh, Google is promoting. It's a reference design, yes. and particularly in markets like India, where there's a whole bunch of homegrown manufacturers they can essentially buy this, take it off the shelves. It's a bit defensive against the Android open source uh, project devices as well. So, so those kind of trio of performance things, I actually think will probably have some of the most far-reaching impact for the, for the biggest number of Android users. Okay, so mm-hmm. uh, it's got some good stuff in it. I'll, I'll grudgingly give you that, yeah. gr- grudgingly. And actually, it is going to affect a ton of people because a lot more people, than a I, lot more people iOS. than iOS, a fair cop. Okay, but when can we get it? This is always when, the when problem. can we actually this have This is it? always the problem with Android, right? There is no razzmatazz, there is no excitement. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be, but it is quite cool as a geek, right? There, uh, it's a little bit like Christmas, isn't it? When a, a new iOS iOS comes out, I think out, most, or most normal people will be saying no right now. It is not at all like Christmas. I think most normal people don't listen to this podcast. That's entirely true. Are <laughs> the listeners nodding? An important <laughs> point of order. That's it. Yeah, Andy Hagen's woken up, going, "Oh yes, I agree." So. But this is um, what what annoys me is uh, you'll have a you know a Google Hangout live broadcast or something on YouTube saying, "Oh yeah, um, here is a new version of uh, Android." It is a little bit boring. You do have to really focus, and I, I, sometimes I, I watch these things all the way through. Sometimes I just 
try and read a summary of what's happened because it is a bit boring i think it, i mean it was previewed in the summer at google io yeah. and kind of available in a fairly hard to load rom onto kind of some of the nexus devices but a very limited I just, number yeah, i feel you can't get excited about it right? then you know october rolled around they made the announcement of the nexus 6 and the nexus 9 these yes. are the, kind of the exciting devices yeah. it launched, but actually they still weren't available for a couple of weeks and this is my point right and you, only now at the beginning of the sort of well middle part of november yeah and in november we're we getting it on the existing nexus devices it's going to be a whole much more time before it's on mainstream devices well ben. it's funny you should mention that Rafe Blanford because I happen to have the dates here in front of me Excellent. Almo- almost almost as if we'd planned this so um, what do you want to do first uh, Nexus 6 and 9 uh, available November 3rd that's a new device yeah uh, I want to see the Nexus 6 actually it looks quite good Nexus is what's the, what's the plural Nexus, 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 we want to ask our guy oh no no he's in text not words <laughs> let's ask the insect man about how to make the plural of nexus is uh five seven ten well that's rolling out now and rafe blanford you have a nexus 7 in your very hand i do and this is the 2012 version it's the only lollipop device we actually have in the room so we did actually manage to talk about a new platform update without actually really having tried it well, out you've got that, that's pro- that is the problem with whole android thing right you you know, getting the flipping device. All right, just right, par- and then- just park that for a minute because yeah. I'm, I so uh, Motorola. This will interest you. Motorola G E X and E later later this year for most models. Um, I don't know if I US, want to put L on it. US only. Um, Sony also doing some some really good uh, Android devices at the moment. They're not they, that's the Z range. Uh, we'll all get it, but not till 2015. HTC One, uh, M7 and M8, that's going to get 90 days after Google. So that's uh, February 15, the LG G3, Jeez. end of 2014, Samsung, yep. haven't told us uh, right. at all. Um, and um, Nokia's new iPad uh, is coming out in 2015. Mm. The interesting thing here is probably... Uh, HTC are the only ones being honest about the realistic timescale because they get it, everyone gets it at the same time. They get the code dropped from yeah. Google and they then have to do a lot of integration certification work. And having talked to uh, the HTC guys about how they do this, they work very hard and it's very hard to get it even in, in 90 days. And they're rebuilding their uh, Sense, which is their kind of custom UI mm. there on, on, on the top. So when they talk about 90 days, that's probably a realistic expectation. I suspect there'll be some disappointed people looking for it on their Motorola or their LG devices. The only way you can get around that is by making it very specific. So Motorola have said US only, for example. Yeah, so, okay, so from announcement to in the consumer's hand, the general consumer's hand, without having to buy a new product, right? Uh, how long has that taken? So Google I.O. was when? Was that um, summer? Yeah. Uh, was it June, July? I can't remember. We're, we're, we're going to be talking about eight months for most consumers. It's interesting, this time around, uh, Android actually had some problems like iOS did with the first version of their update. And we had the kind of iOS 8.0 got very quickly replaced by 8.01 and some cellular functionality wasn't working. You can tell it's a big news story when it makes it onto the BBC technology section with people talking about how they upgraded their Nexus 7 and it stopped working. And that's the uh, that, that's the one of the, the big problems, isn't it, just with Android, is that you've got so many devices out there and so many different variants and, and, and so on and so forth. It, it's incredibly hard and probably not very cost effective to do these to do these rollouts. And so, you know, the likes of the likes of Sony and um LG talking about you know updating existing devices. They're they're doing that only really 
either for the prestige of the brand or on very high end devices. I mean, you know, so, so Sony's had all our whole range, but even the low end Sony's are still high end in the grand scheme of things. If you look around the world, um, just looking here, I sort of said Samsung haven't haven't said anything. Well, that's that's true, but they have leaks sort of quarter one twenty fifteen for all the you know Note four Galaxy S five. They're gonna they're going to have to in similar timescales as everyone else. But as you said, you and that's that's what months and months of of work. Where are we now? So we're probably four months since, yeah, four or five months since, and that's going to be at least another three or four. So it definitely isn't a sort of the big bang flashy rollout that uh, that the other manufacturers have, have come up with. Uh, I mean, and the other thing is the actual rollout period takes a lot longer even once it starts. It's typically six months after kind of the new year window, at least it has been on previous versions, that it sort of starts to overtake the previous generation of the software. Now, iOS has in some cases been a few weeks. It's actually been slower this time around between seven and eight because of uh, the big install size. But even even now, sort of a, a month later, it got past the 50% point. Even Windows Phone got past the 50% point in sort of two months. Honestly, the flat out easiest way to get Android L on a device now is to go for the non-Google version because you can take that straight away. It's really interesting. Sony Ericsson uh, shipped developer devices without Google services on because they don't need the certification process. It's ah. that certification process that really makes things slow. And this now, is for AOSP devices. Absolutely. Like the Kindle Fire wait, wait, and wait, like wait, all wait. the devices A-O-S-P in China. Define that, please. That's the Android open source project. So your, your, devices, your devices which are not running you know, the Google version but have Google services on need certification. And in order to get the certification, they go to a place where they sit in a lab for an excruciating amount of time. Mm. So actually, ironically, uh, in the $100 phone challenge, I'm probably more, if we re-ran that, I'm probably more likely to get a, an AOSP version of Android on, on a Chinese manufactured device than I am actually one of the big name manufacturers. Wow. So yeah, that's a problem. And I suppose Rafe Mobile Congress, February 2015, just wait for the devices coming out of that because they'll all be baked in by then. Yeah, I mean, we can expect to see the, the S6 and a you know, new version from HTC, from Sony, the, the Z4, Huawei, ZT, you know, all the big Chinese manufacturers, well, I imagine Xiaomi are working on things as well. And that MWC, potentially CES as well as a window, we'll mm. see, you know, those Android 5.0 devices. It ships with it. That'll probably be, be the way to go. Um, but the ASP thing is interesting because... Um, actually, it's going to mean that a market like China has much better uptake of Android 5 much more quickly. And it's interesting that thus far, the device announcements about Android 5 have been all of those AOSP devices, uh, the Nokia N1, mm. which got announced recently, being an example of that uh, Yola tablet as well, that's been crowdfunded, as well as some mainstream manufacturers who are releasing China products. Now, um, now listeners, if you are playing uh, Rafe Blanford Bingo, and I do know quite a lot of, a lot of you do, um, that is how many minutes are we into approximately? Um, That's it. Well, the, something, something. Because you, you did mention Nokia. Um, I did. I, I, I felt like that, that will have put people off. Rafe the, the, Blanford baiting. The Blanford yeah. bingo people. Uh, so that that's uh, well done, Rafe. You noticed I got Symbian in earlier as well. Exactly. I did. Well, that doesn't count, though. Yeah. Well, do, do remember to fill in your Rafe Blanford bingo cards and post them into us at the free post address on the back of the card, and right. uh, we'll we'll be reading out winners in a future episode. Yeah. So just when will Rafe mention Nokia in the next episode? Place your bets now. Okay. So you, McLeod. Yes. I know it's hard to believe, but there are other people talking about the mobile industry out there. Apparently, I've not. I mean, I've not heard of any of them. But uh, I mean, who could they be? But there are. They are out there. So let's just uh, take a moment to reflect on what other people think of okay. Android L okay. because you know, there's just the slimmest chance that somebody else might know what they're talking about. 
Right, well, you know, um, looking at these other people that think they know um, the marketplace, let me tell you what um, uh, CNET, TechCrunch, The Verge, they're basically saying it's a fresh, unified design, better usability. Um, Forbes.com, that famous voice of mobile expertise, uh, reckons the notifications are rocking um, on Android L. I do agree with that. Um, the Verge is, is talking about the guest mode um, in particular, and you know, they're saying the real innovation is guest mode, and that is particularly hot. Now, we didn't talk about that in our features, yeah. but I actually, if I had to pick a second one, I would have picked guest mode because I think that's really good for tablets, isn't it, Rafe? You know, to sort of share, because smartphones, well, in my house, you know, which, let's face it, that's the only data point we need. Um, yeah. Smartphones don't tend to get shared, but my, our tablets get passed around loads. Absolutely. It's sitting on the sofa or on the dining table and people wandering in and out want to use it. I never sit on my dining table. Well, I mean, obviously you're doing it wrong. Uncouth. <laughs> um, but the point is that people are going to have multiple access, multiple users on those devices. Actually, you still want to keep your data private. You don't yeah. want anyone reading your email. So the idea that you can say, like a computer, just hand it over to someone and say, oh, here, use guest mode and it'll then but get it's, wiped it's the other way. And I, don't, I don't want to read your email. I want to read mine. You know, I want to read my emails first. Yeah, so, um, and that too. Yeah, if you're going to share, you can't, you can't share a smartphone. Typically, it's really quite difficult. You have to kind of erase it and give it to someone. Uh, so it's quite useful. You can actually say, like, I just have a, have a look at this. So I thought that was cool. Yeah. So, so the, the Verge makes a really interesting comment as well about, um, about the sort of material design and, and how, now I'm going to pronounce this wrong and, and all the etymologists listening uh, will, be, uh, will be cross with me, but um, is it skeuomorphism? Is that how you say it? Yes, yeah, okay. so, we need to ask um, what's his face. Brilliant, good, good reference. I've no idea what you're talking about. Reg, no, no, he's the insect one. <laughs> you fool. <laughs> anyway, he's been reading his briefing notes very well again. Excellent. Uh, so, skeuomorphism. They're saying that it's skeuomorphic, but not trying to replicate the look and feel of the real world anymore like sort of existing in a digital space and i thought that was a really interesting idea that you can use the same principles of mimicking real life but you know actually without being constrained by by them i thought that's is that there's a distinct departure in opposite directions between apple and and google's design direction here you know you might actually be able to pick a difference because for so long they've been you know kind of hard to put a fag paper between yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I would talk about the, the the flatness of designs, and actually, this is something Google has effectively moved away with um, by using its its shadows. But actually, what they're doing is having a different Z index um, height on different elements of the UI, and obviously, that's something we're used to in a three D world, but not on a two D screen. A, a different Z index. Z index. If you're talking about X, Y, and Z axes. X, Y, on Z. All right, okay. Yeah. Uh, and on on top of that, you then have got the kind of um, animations or transformations between the two which aren't based on anything in reality but just highlight what is the button you're most likely to need to press next and i think that for me is kind of the highlight of the the material design all right let's get on to critical elements okay so the the verge having said some nice things uh this is a, a rather interesting comment here moments of pure speed and smoothness are interrupted by inexplicable pauses now that i haven't used android l I refuse to do so until I've bought a device that came with it, right? You know, I, I thought I'm really keen on the um, Nexus 6. I think I'll try and get one when it's available here. Um, so they're, they're saying it's interrupted by inexplicable pauses. That will drive me nuts if that's going to happen. It just does, well, certainly from the feedback we've got here, it does just look like it's not fully cooked yet. Right, okay. Funny you should say that, Ars Technica. Am I saying that right? I never know if I'm saying that right. A-R-S. Ars. Ars. Don't know your Ars from your elbow. Yeah, but do they know that that's what people say? I think it's just the Brits that find that funny. 
Okay, Ars. 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 I like to say that. Ars. Yes. Ars Technica. Um, Lollipop is not a really, not really a finished product. It's a foundation for the future, which I think what you were you were saying there, there Rafe. Um, and I, I think that's yeah, a, a fair point based on what I've seen, what I'm looking um, with, with your tablet there. Um, and yeah, Ars Technica. Love that. Let's do some more Ars. Um, they're, they're pointing out that there's inconsistent apps. Some are updated for material design, some aren't. Yeah, this is this is the problem with Android, right? It, it is it, all over the place. It's that consistency. You get the same thing on the different screen sites. It feels like it's been tested on a limited subset of devices. And so there will be menus or text that overflows depending on the device you're on. It just doesn't feel like it's gone through a full testing period or the target area of the key or a soft key is too small. The keyboard doesn't quite work. It does seem to be more apparent on the smaller size screen devices. Um, so uh, trying to sum up, I mean, it, it, I'm reluctant to compare to iOS because that's that's a very you know, sort of North American, European, sort of first world kind of comparison. But in the absence of, of something else, it, it, which is which is best, you know, have they done a good job? I think they have done a good job and you shouldn't compare it to iOS because iOS is in the top tier of the market. Android stretches over everything. Yeah. You can compare top tier Android to top tier iOS, but when you're talking about mid-tier and low-end Android, you know, actually the only competition it really has is either old iPhones or Windows Phone. So not contested then? Well, look, I'm, I'm going to go and get one of these uh, Android Ls when when it's uh, formally available in the UK. I'm going to get it and, and use it and live with it for a little while and Wh- I'll tell you what I think. Which one are you going to get? I, well, I thought with well, the first one, the nearest one, the most you know, the most available one. Excellent. You and McLeod, the discerning shopper there. Uh, the one I can touch with my hands. <laughs> right, which is really. the Nexus 6, right? It is, and that's a big screen tablet device. Yeah. And in a sense, actually, it doesn't matter because Android is going to remain dominant. It is going to drive the market and it is going to be the standard experience for most people using a smartphone regardless of what we think and i think they've moved in the right direction they are going more consistent they are going more cross-platform they are thinking sort of beyond the origins and they're trying to get in consistency but it's not a step that can happen in one go or overnight and it's partly the very nature of the platform so much now has been taken out of the platform releases and now is in individual app updates and for consumers that's very often how they experience their smartphone you know we had uh, google maps and gmail get updated just a few weeks ago Mm. that made a big difference and actually those are major components of the platform but that actually happened outside the auspices really of the main kind of platform release cycle yeah right we need to wrap up thanks thanks very much for listening Mm. uh as always we'd be really interested to hear your opinions particularly on whether or not you're interested in in uh ios and android version updates to, uh, are they actually interesting or are they just you know sort of noise in the background and you're more interested in apps um particularly will the availability of l make you rush out and upgrade your android phone if you are a android enthusiast slash user uh, always interested in your feedback <laughs> any words we've misused in this podcast please let us know any rafe fact errors you know how to reach us yes. you can email us through the website 361podcast.com we're on twitter at 361podcast and we will be back next week we'll see you then Bye-bye.